Hey guys, welcome back to Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast episode 6. And today we are going to talk about babies and we're going to talk about pregnancy and what what does that look like for a 31 year old. So I'm going to introduce myself. I am 31. My wife is 32. We're married and we're not pregnant. We're childless. It's crazy to say. It feels like there, when we were in our 20s, it was like we had two people on our shoulders. We had one that said, focus on your career, focus on bettering yourself, focus on buying a home and doing all this stuff. Then we had another one that said, you know, you're in your late 20s, you're running out of time. So we decided to go with the first guy and focus on herself, focus on our relationship, focus on getting a house. We didn't think that it was too late. We didn't think it was going to be issues. We didn't think any of that. Who thinks about that stuff? You know, you see people all the time who get married and like two seconds later, they're pregnant. So we didn't think it was going to be a problem. It's fine. We're still young. We don't have any underlying issues. We're fine. So we just started to discuss about children last year. We didn't really take it seriously until April of this year. We started actually, we really want to do this. We, we really want a child. I mean, we're 31 and 32. We have jobs. We have a home. We have a dog. We have some cats. We know our mailman. (laughs) Like, we have those stereotypical things that you're supposed to have as a couple, as a married couple. So let's go ahead and start working on a baby. So I did a lot of research. And if you guys don't know, there are always two people, two different types of people in a relationship. You have one person who is overly excited about all the process that has to do with carrying a child and all that stuff. And then you have the partner who is like, I'm riding with you on whatever you decide to do. Just let me know when I need to be there. So my wife is that type of person and I'm the type of person that just like, I need to research. It needs to consume my life. Ah. So that's basically how it went. (laughs) I did a lot of research. And so what I read Because we are a same-sex couple, and I can only talk about same-sex couples, because I don't know what heterosexual couples go through. I don't know what heterosexual couples who have male fertility issues go through. I can only talk to you about same-sex couples, and maybe you're interested in knowing. So we had to go through steps to get to where we are right now. So the first step 
was finding a donor or um, a sperm bank. And we found one. We actually found a person. We bought his profile and we're like, okay, we like this guy. Then we had to find a uh, fertility clinic. And the best thing about where we live is that we live near Wisconsin and we live near, we live in Illinois. So we have a choice of picking, do we want to go to a doctor in Wisconsin or we want to go to a doctor in Illinois? And we decided to go with somebody in Wisconsin because it was a lot cheaper than having to go to Illinois, which would be probably a thousand dollars more than if we went to Wisconsin. So we decided to go to a Wisconsin clinic. And we had to set up a a meeting with the doctor about what do we want to do. So us and the doctor decided, well, we're going to start the process of doing IUI. And I know a lot of people are like, what's IUI? I thought there was only IVF. Well, it's less invasive than IVF. You know, it basically takes a catheter, sucks up the sperm into the syringe by catheter. You stick the catheter into the woman and you push out the sperm, which is in the syringe, through the catheter and into the woman. And you basically, the catheter goes into your cervix, through your cervix and into your your uterus. So we're like, okay, that sounds great. Our doctor was so helpful and she asked us, so what sperm bank are you guys using? And we told her and she's like, oh no, oh no, we're not using that. And we're like, why? Well, we had issues with this company not doing the correct testing they need. So then when we do our testing, the sperm has issues. So then we have to do this process all over again. And so we're like, wow, okay. So she said, look on our website. These are donors that we would like you to use. And we're like, okay. We spent all day going through websites, looking at donor profiles until we ran into a Colorado sperm bank. And we thought, okay, first of all, I knew that we wanted someone African-American and the issue was, and I didn't even think of, I didn't even think there was going to be an issue finding African-American sperm, but let me tell you something. It is a big issue. We could not find barely anybody who is African-American. You will look on some of these sites and there will be like four guys. And the issue with those four guys, one would have history of hearing loss. One would have issues with um, diabetes. One, you know, 
just some serious issues. So we were looking on the list and we noticed that there was one black guy. We were like, you know, he had some issues. He had some allergies and things of that nature. He didn't have a lot of siblings. And his, uh, I believe, grandparents died pretty young, but it was due to certain circumstances. And we're like, uh, I don't know. So we decided to go with somebody who was mixed. He was Norwegian. He was a little bit of Spanish. The next step was to figure out cost. Because let me tell you something. IVF is expensive. IVF can cost about over $20,000. And if you play your cards right, and if you can find a doctor that does mini IVF, it's going to be a little less than that. So IUI is a lot cheaper than IVF. And at this clinic, it's about $375 to do IUI just for the procedure. Then we had to call the donor, uh, sperm don- the sperm clinic, and order our sperm. So mind you, I'm in Illinois. The sperm clinic is in Colorado. So therefore, we would have they would have to ship us the sperm. And that two day, two day shipping is like a hundred and fifty dollars. And the thing is that we don't even see the sperm. The sperm doesn't come to us. It goes to the fertility clinic. So we never even, we, we spend money and we never even see the little guys. So we have to spend $150 for shipping alone. Then we have to spend about $380 for sperm, a vial. And when I tell you a vial, It's not even a full vial. It's like a half an ounce of sperm. Or an ounce of sperm. I shit you not. So we bought two vials of this young gentleman's sperm. And at the time, I think he was 26 years old. So we're like, we're going to call him young gentleman. And we went through our first IUI. And doing IUI in a pandemic is not fun. Because guess what? I cannot be in the room. I cannot go anywhere near that office. I have to stay in the car. So me and my wife just FaceTimed and she took it like a champ. She did. She she was perfect. She didn't cry. She didn't feel no pain. And with IUI, you're not really supposed to feel pain. We did the two-week wait. And it was the longest drawn out two week wait I've ever been through. One day, Helen started bleeding. Then she started having these things that look like clots, but they weren't clots, they look like tissue. And we realized she was having a miscarriage and we figured that it was, she was having a chemical pregnancy And it was the worst feeling. Because we never got to have that positive. 
because everything was just so early. She was, f- she was eight days late from her cycle. We took blood work, we took pregnancy tests, everything came out negative, and one day she just started bleeding with tissue. So we tried IUI again. Went through the same. But then we realized this is our last vial of this young guy. So let's hope this works. We did the two week wait. Negative. Her period actually came on two days early. So we were devastated. So we were like, okay, what do we do? Then we sat down and talked and we realized that Helen has thyroid issues. And Helen did a lot of research and we, we, we realized her thyroid was more of an issue than what we thought. Like thyroid gives the placenta the energy or or I, I'm not really sure how exactly they they explain it but it gives the body enough energy or something like that to be able to take care of a baby and feed the placenta and things like that and her numbers were a little high and she's been on medication for ever but we're like, it, she's on medication. It's taken care of. Like we researched it. People said you're maintaining. If you're taking medication, you're fine. But we didn't really understand the meaning of her thyroid numbers. Your thyroid numbers need to be at about three when you're trying to conceive or lower three or 2.5 Helen's at the time was about nine so we had to we decided that we were going to go ahead go to her her doctor her primary her primary upped her medication and we thought okay well while we're updating the medicine we can still try. So we talked to our fertility clinic and they actually gave us some medicine to help Helen conceive more eggs. They gave her these pills that she had to take for five days, third day after her period started and you take these meds and they're supposed to help grow the follicles, which creates more eggs. Then we go and do an ultrasound and we check to see how many eggs she creates. The thing is that a human woman's body only creates one egg. There may be circumstances where people create two, but most of the time you only create one. And if you get twins, the egg either separates or you created two eggs. We had, uh, we went to get the ultrasound and we had two eggs two eggs and they were both 15 millimeters one on the left one on the right and 
we were like so excited because the doctor was like, are you guys ready for twins? And we're like, yeah, we're fine with that. We were like, what, what could we possibly do to help our chances? So we decided to use this cream, which was a progesterone cream. We thought the reason why we had a first miscarriage was because maybe Helen's progesterone was low. And you, with IV, with IVI, you, they don't check your progesterone because you're not doing IVF. So we decided to get progesterone cream to help her progesterone out just in case it is low. So we started that. We also, uh, she was still taking her prenatals. We also got this uh, fertility prenatals called Conception. Um, and that's supposed to help you out as well with preparing your body to conceive. We were also taking baby Tynol, which was like 81 milligrams. Um, and she was taking that after she ovulated. The doctor also gave us the trigger shot and we decided not to use that. And if you guys don't know what a trigger shot is, it's basically a shot to make the eggs drop because there are some cases where your eggs don't drop or maybe they're not long big enough and they drop and it just doesn't produce anything so the trigger shot actually helps finish growing the eggs and then force them to drop so you know that they're dropping helen was so scared of just doing the shot that we decided not to do it and we decided to just wait until she ovulated and then call the fertility clinic and go in for our IUI so that's what we did another two weeks and we did not come up pregnant we're realizing that her thyroid is making us have infertility issues And I cannot stress to my ladies, my men, to get yourself checked out. Like a full body, your thyroid, your progesterone, all that stuff. Get all of that stuff checked out. Because, especially with men, get your semen checked to make sure your sperm, your little swimmers work. Because a lot of guys don't even know that they may not even create sperm. That's, that's the true tea that there's guys that don't create any sperms. They don't create no swimmers. And so in that case, you have no choice but to use a donor or adopt embryos. This is, this is all the stuff we've learned in three cycles of IUI. It's crazy. Infertility sucks. Helen's thyroid right now it is at a six so we actually have her medicine dose higher than last month and hopefully we can bring it down to a three and then we're going to go ahead and try our fourth cycle of IUI and technically speaking if you do IUI multiple times it's supposed to give you multiple chances but In reality, IUI chances are about 5 to 10%. That's literally it. As we're having infertility issues, what do we do now? 
we continue to fight for what we want. We want a baby. And if that means that we have to spend $11,000 to have IVF, we will do it. If that means that, you know, we have to save, save, save getting a second job so we can get IVF, we will do it. And even if that means for me to carry the child, we will do it. You don't realize how important a child is until someone tells you, well, it's going to be more difficult than we thought. It's hard. The two-week wait is hard. Like I said, when we were younger, we didn't think we had these issues. We didn't think that was going to be a big deal. You see people all the time, overweight, they get pregnant. This, they get pregnant. That, they get pregnant. And it was never a big deal. But now I realize it's a big deal to get yourself checked out and get yourself on any medication that the doctor says you need to be on. Work on yourself before anything, before you decide to have a baby. Because you don't want to feel the way we felt when we realized that we we were going to have difficulties. As a couple, you don't want to have to face that reality. And we're lucky. We're hoping that it's only the thyroid issue and there's nothing else. We're hoping that it's not a progesterone issue. We're hoping that it's not an egg quality issue. We're hoping that it's not other other issues that we have to have surgery for. We're hoping. And the thing is, we don't know unless we do IVF. We don't know if it's going to be an egg quality issue until unless we do IVF. So what I ask of you guys, if you guys are in the same predicament I am, and you're thinking about having a baby, and it's just not working for you, and you're on the edge of just like giving up, get yourself checked out. Get him checked out, get you checked out, and see what is going on. And if you guys are thinking about having a kid, get yourself checked out. You want to know before you start the process, you get frustrated, you're calling it quits, you and your partner are fighting every day because he feels that he can't help you. You feel useless because you can't produce a baby for him or her. So please, if you have a moment leave me a message. Tell me guys what you think of this episode. I will update you as much as I can with what we're going through. If you have any questions, please let me know. And you guys have a wonderful day.